gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is the Emperor, Steve Barber. And joining me as my co-host is the other Emperor, Twaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. Yes, we are setting up an empire, whether y'all want us to or not. Because <laughs> we have been talking about this. Us, along with Ted the Hillbilly Hill, we're building the empire. You know, so, yep. yeah, I mean, you know what Darth Vader said, join us or die. Okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe not die, but join us or not have yeah. as much fun. How about that? Right. You know, but we are going to build the social media podcast empire mm-hmm. starting That's now. That's right. And today, to talk about what we're going to really build up with the empire. Okay, that sounded really stupid. Our first <laughs> first topic about the empire is going to be the pay-per-view premium live event that just happened last night, and that is Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. in Chicago. And what did you literally call it? About uh, it was two. It was two great matches, uh, sandwiched between uh, a bunch of TV matches. Basically, other than the the opener and the main event, everything else on that card could have been on TV. So basically, this was an episode of Raw, pretty much. And the match just a be- end- just a better episode of Raw, better episode of Raw, and it was all very Raw. Senate anyway, because I don't think there was one SmackDown performer on here, was there? Uh, I think they said there was one, but I'm trying to think what that one was. Oh, no Ronda, um, no, no Ronda Corbin, Corbin, Corbin and, and, and Madcap. Uh, yeah, that was the only SmackDown match on oh. the entire card, and there was only one Hell in the Cell match. I'm not saying they should go like old TNA and have like a hell in a cell match for every match on the card. But when, when that match is supposed to sell your pay-per-view, you'd think they'd have more than one match. Well, maybe they figured out, look, the match itself, having a bunch of them, isn't going to sell. Mm-hmm. So let's just have one, but still give it the name. I mean, they could have called it shytown town heat. <laughs> they own the rights to that name. I'm pretty sure. Now they own the rights to all the old WCW stuff. Most, yeah. most of most it. Of, and yeah. they've, Unless they've let the trademarks lapse. Actually, the person who who had gotten a lot of the trademarks, he's now back with them anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe yep. that was the reason they're like, yeah, come on back. Okay, give us come some- on back because I need all that stuff that you got the trademarks for. You got all the dusty stuff, and I need that back. Yeah. And and speaking of dusty, I mean, there were some throwbacks and callbacks to Dusty last night that yep. I did not know what to think about, <laughs> but. Oh, and, you know, we'll discuss all that, but before we do, I want to go ahead and give our contact and listening info, because a lot of people like to turn off the podcast before all that's given, but we do this at the beginning anyway. So if you would like to email us, email us at at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. Find us on Instagram, just look for at armchairbookingpodcast. Find us on Twitter at Booking Armchair. Find us on TikTok at Armchair Booking. You can find us on YouTube. Obviously, you already know that if you're watching the video because it's the only video platform that we use. Mm-hmm. You can find us on just about any kind of audio platform there is. If we're not there, let one of us know. You can let both of us know. Either way, but let us know and we will do whatever we can to get it added. And you can also find our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. You can find Dwaylon at fat underscore daddy 73. That's on Twitter. You can also find Dwaylon on YouTube, big and fat. Yep. 
that's his YouTube channel, and he's been he's been putting out some videos. Y'all y'all just don't know. <laughs> but has videos, and and apparently his daughter is very clumsy. I, oh Lord, bless yeah. her heart. <laughs> so, l- luckily, nothing was nothing was broken. Uh, for anybody who doesn't uh, doesn't know that does that's not you know follow me on social water park that's near us. Um, and so we we were there. Savannah took Abby to this one ride. It's called the Cyclone, where it just kind of circles around. Well, she was she was getting out, and her hand slipped on the rail. Oh! And so when her hand slipped, her foot slipped at the same time, and her shin hit the corner of oh. the of the step. And I mean, it it you could see the bruising under the skin, and then her legs, her foot started swelling. So. We took it to the emergency room. They said there was no breaks, no fractures, just, uh, but it's bruised to the bone. And those hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that to my shoulder before and that, that hurts, but she's been up moving around today. She's, she's doing pretty good, pretty good with it. Well, they got her on any kind of painkillers. They just said just Tylenol or ibuprofen, but I don't really think she, I think she might've taken some ibuprofen last night. But I don't know if she's taking. I don't think she's taking anything today. I say get her all hopped up on something, then challenge her to chess. Yeah, <laughs> she probably <laughs> still beat me. <laughs> so you taught her well, is what you're saying? Oh yeah, I taught her too well. Yeah. yeah. You know, so there was some other wrestling news today, and oh, I know it was. We're just going to kind of cover this real quick because it kind of as a follow up to our last episode, uh, MJF it has been removed from a lot of the AEW advertising. Yeah, he has been removed from um, all the promo ads for Dynamite and Rampage. He's been removed from the intros to Dynamite and Rampage. He's been removed. All of his merchandise has been removed from AEW shop. Uh, mm. and okay, now that's, that's pretty serious right there. Yeah, and there's absolutely no just no mention of him at all. So I just, I don't know what to think. I don't, because sometimes I think this is just a, a brilliant work and then, but then they keep doing stuff and I'm like, did he really cross a line? He can't come back from Is this, is this really a shoot? I mean, it's hard to say. And then you see people on Twitter, people have speculated that maybe MJF, it wins the interim world title people that don't know cm punk is injured from what i saw it's a broken foot okay uh he's gonna have to have surgery because uh, he announced he didn't announce what the injury was on rampage but he announced that he was injured and would need surgery he offered to relinquish the world title tony khan said no he said they would do an interim champion until punk you know until uh Punk recovered from surgery and was able to come back. So Moxley, Moxley is the number one ranked wrestler right now. So they're going to have a battle royal on Dynamite on Wednesday. Whoever wins the battle royal will wrestle John Moxley. Whoever wins that match will go to Forbidden Door and wrestle uh, either Hiroshi Tanahashi or Goto. Whoever went, they they're going to have a match 
in New Japan, whoever wins that will face whoever wins in AEW, and that will determine the the champion, the interim champion. Wow! Until CM Punk comes back, I think I just went cross-eyed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like whoop whoop whoop. But here is a huge difference. Like everybody that complains about AEW hoovering up all the talent that comes onto the market, this is why it makes sense. Cody Rhodes is out which we'll discuss that later but mm-hmm. we'll discuss the match later Cody Rhodes tore his pectoral muscle completely off the boat yeah that was ugly yeah he uh, uh, what they're saying is in that brawl that he had with Seth Rollins on, on this past Monday he tore his pec then during training he tore the tendon completely away from the bone Ooh. That that is probably he's probably going to be out six to nine months. He's supposed to be scheduled for surgery, like this Thursday. So he's out. Roman's on a limited schedule. They built no one else up. I mean, they got Seth Rollins, who I will give Seth Rollins all the credit in the world. He has been putting on stellar matches all year. Um, but I mean, really, he's the only top star they've got right now. They haven't taken they haven't taken the time to build anybody up. On the AEW side, Adam Cole's out with an injury. It's nothing major, but they said he's probably not going to wrestle till Forbidden Door. Brian Danielson um, has a, some sort of leg injury, but it's minor. He's probably not going to wrestle for a couple of weeks, and then he'll be back. Punk's out with a broken foot. Mm. Kenny Omega's Kenny Omega's out indefinitely because he had a laundry list of injuries. And he's having surgery after surgery to get everything repaired. Uh, trying to think. Scorpio Sky suffered a leg injury in his title defense against Dante Martin on Rampage. Uh, uh, it was uh, something with his leg. So that he's got to be evaluated for that. So AEW's got a lot of injuries. They got hit by the injury bug. But they have so much talent on that roster that they can just insert other people in those spots and not miss a beat. And that's the difference. You, over here, you gut your talent to, you know, for, co- for cost-cutting measures. Mm-hmm. And then you have no talent when people, when major stars go down injured. Over here, people complain that Tony Khan grabs up everybody. But now you have a roster full of, full of talent and full of stars that can be inserted into these spots when people go down injured. And it's kind of funny. Um <clears throat> Kyle messaged me this afternoon and we were talking a little bit about it. And, and I, and I actually said, I, I think WWE is going to be hit with some fiscal losses soon because their business model of releasing talent to free up payroll in order to get record profits every quarter is going to catch up with them. Mm-hmm. Guess what? And it's catching it's up. Yep. Because apparently tonight they're supposed to have a new member of, Edges crew, what are they called? The Judgment Day. Judgment Day. I was, I was thinking the new breed for some reason. Which they should have <laughs> called it. The, they should have called it the other side because he's using the Alter Bridge song, the other side, which I love that song, by the way. Oh my lord, that yeah, that just makes too much sense. Yeah, the song called <laughs> the other side. Call your group the other the side. Other side. <laughs> and uh, didn't it not? Okay. <laughs> so, I'm uh, telling you, we should be on staff there. I'm telling you. So. I mean, it, it, they're like, yeah, we're gonna change this with music for. You know, the um, I didn't forgot what they're called again. 
the Judgment Day. The Judgment Day. And they had to put the on it instead of just calling them Judgment Day. The Judgment Day. Sometimes take the word the off and it just makes it sound even better. Yeah. But Judgment Day. Yeah. What's the name of the song? The Other Side. (laughs) 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 You know, they've all turned heel. They all went to the other side. Side. It literally says it right there. Uh, but then knowing them to try to find a song called Judgment Day, which I'm pretty sure there is a song called Judgment Day. I'm sure there is. I'm pretty sure Ozzy has a song called that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but but apparently somebody is going to be joining them tonight. And there's rumors that it may be, might be um, Tomasa Champa. Hopefully it is because they've done nothing with him since he came to the main roster. Tommaso Ciampa plays an, an excellent heel, so he would be perfect for that spot. Yeah. The only other person I could think right now is if they had Finn Balor turn heel and join them. I can't really see AJ doing it, but I can no. see Finn Balor doing it. I don't want to see AJ turn heel, heel anymore just because no. I mean, he's really good as a heel, but I'd rather yeah. see him as a face. Yeah. and Especially if they turn Finn heel and then Finn brought back the demon for special things. And it, instead of being like the black and red and stuff, it could be the black and purple because that's kind of their oh yeah kind of Judgment Day's thing. But I'm hoping it's Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, I mean that would kind of make sense. The only thing I could see where it might not happen is because Tommaso Ciampa, he is also more of a leader. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, and so I mean, you put him in there with Edge, it's like okay. You know, because Tommaso Ciampa was always like the head of the, he was the spearhead of things in NXT. Yeah. yeah. You know, all of a sudden you're going to have him following somebody. It doesn't matter if it's Edge. I mean, but so maybe he'll well, undercut him down the line and boot Edge out and that, take over. Yeah. I mean, kind of <laughs> like what The Rock did. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's when we found out The Rock had, you know, all the charisma. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but one of the, the, actually, the place where I heard that was today on a new show from TNC Sport Talk called The Throw-In. Mm-hmm. It's only Justin. Uh, right now, Justin and Trey, the show, is on a hiatus. Um, they're trying to work some scheduling things out, you know, for now. But um, if they can, if when they get that kind of worked out, then they will have, you know, the show back. But for now, Justin is going to have his own show every weekday, on YouTube, two hours between six o'clock and eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I saw the times. I'm like, man, that's ambitious. But yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, I mean, I know Justin, his actual work schedule. I mean, well, right now he he's, he got injured, so he can't work. But he normally works second shift. Oh, okay. You know, so, so yeah, so that actually works good for that. Yeah, and and it's actually early enough where he's not rushing to try to get it done. Right. You know, because that's. Second shift used to be my favorite shift to work when I was in the military um, because you can get stuff done before you go to work and, you know, during the week. And sometimes it's best to have like a day off during the middle of the week so you can get stuff done without having to stand with everybody else like on Saturday and Sunday or having to take time off of work. But if depending on what your sleep schedule is, you could actually, you know, accidentally like sleep in, not give yourself enough time before you have to go to work. Yeah. My so favorite schedule, I always like third shift. Except I had to stay on that schedule. Even right. when I was off, I had to stay on that schedule because if I tried to go back to a regular schedule, I got thrown off 
and yeah. it took me like a week to get back right. So, yep. Um, and third shift isn't, I guess, as bad when you have kids who are in school. Mm-hmm. When you have um, kids who aren't in school, yeah, yeah, that's when because I've I've done that before too. Well, it it wasn't straight third shift; it was actually twelve hour shifts. But mm. you know, when I'm coming home from a mid, you know, twelve hour mid, and trying to sleep, and then I was my bedroom door opens, I hear that 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 that, you know, from my then yeah. year and a half old, yeah, you know, uh, it's like that that because he wants dad dad to get up and right, you know, and can't get mad at him. He doesn't know any no, better. But no. But anyway, so yeah, go check out um, the throw-in. You know, from Justin. It's gonna be. I, I think it's gonna be a great show. He had his first one today. It wasn't at six. It was at I think ten because I actually was able to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I even told him I was like, yeah, six to eight. And I said I'd walk out the door to go to work at six. I don't think I'll really be able to. Right. Uh, right. I mean, I could have YouTube going. I could listen to it. You know, maybe as I'm driving to work, you yeah. know, as long as I got a good cell signal. Um, but I wouldn't be able to do any kind of chats or anything. Yeah. Because that's just dangerous. Do not text and drive. Nope. Do if not I do see, it. If I see you on 275 in the left lane doing it, <laughs> like I see some of y'all, y'all know who y'all are. Yeah. I w- yeah. Yeah. Y'all will let you know you're number one. <laughs> so, but anyway, <laughs> also check out the Hill Truth. Like I mentioned, Ted mm-hmm. to Billy Hill. We had a great time on his show, and he's going to be part of our empire. And and also check out Bless Their Hearts and the True Crime Cast in whichever order you choose. You know, great guys. I've actually reached out to them. I may actually have them on my other podcast, The Cubicle Chat. I forgot okay. to mention it. You know, so for now, uh, let's see. I got a – ah, so – I was just telling Joel before the show started, my wife, you know, she had this procedure done last week. She just texted me and she's going to have the thing removed tomorrow. Yeah, okay. uh, she was having some issues with it earlier. So uh, it feels like, you know, she's, she basically turned it off until you mm-hmm. know, she's going to have them remove it tomorrow. So, um, but we got a pay-per-view to talk about. So <laughs> uh, in my notes, the very first thing I typed was this is a B team pay-per-view. Oh, absolutely. This is, I really wish they would stop doing the gimmick pay-per-views yeah i mean it's run its course it's like just use the sale to you can drop it into any pay-per-view and you're going to sell that pay-per-view because the sale is on it use it sparingly sparingly use (laughs) use it to definitively end a feud because that's what it was designed for when nothing else could get done you put them in the sale and that that ends that feud the same with like they need to get rid of Hell in a Cell. They need to get rid of TLC. Yes. Honestly, yes. you don't even have to have the Elimination Chamber pay per view. You could put the Chamber matches in any uh, in any pay per view because they have one women's and one men's. You could put that on any pay per view and sell that pay per view. I think a lot of the thing. I think if they would cut down, if they would cut out some of these filler premium live events. Mm-hmm. That then they would have more time to concentrate on actually building storylines and not just hot shotting things three weeks at a time. And one of the things, you know, says so they're doing one on average about once a month, mm-hmm. and they're doing it all <clears> the <throat> network, so they're no longer getting the, the actual pay per view revenue. Mm-hmm. Where people are buying it, right? But you're still spending all the overhead, exactly. 
You're no, spending no, all the. I mean, I know you get the ticket sales and everything from the venues, <laughs> but you're still you're spending a lot of that money, like you said, on your overhead. Mm-hmm. So if you cut out some of those, put put more effort into the more important pay per views, then I think your I think your your views will go up on Peacock. Your ticket sales are going to go up. And you're going to actually have better stories because you've got more time in between each show. Yeah, because I don't think, I think the ticket sales, it's kind of a wash between mm-hmm. if it's a regular pay-per-view or Peacock because mm-hmm. they're usually going to get that anyway. Yeah. But which was the one, was it Money in the Bank that they were going to have at Allegiant Stadium? Yeah, and they couldn't, now they've, they couldn't sell it out. It's sold out now because they've moved it. Because the problem is, Las Vegas is that's UFC territory, and UFC oh, is got, it is it is the UFC territory. And UFC has an event that same weekend that Money in the Bank was happening. <laughs> there was no way they were ever going to sell out that stadium with UFC in town because people were like, "Do I buy do I buy tickets to WWE? Do I buy tickets to UFC?" And you know, especially with this economy. There ain't enough money to go around to do both. Uh, there ain't. I mean, so so they and they never said exactly why they moved it, but that's why it was low ticket sales at that stadium. So they moved it, and now they've sold it out because you move it to a smaller venue, you're going to sell it out. Everything doesn't have to be at a giant stadium in order money, to money. The bank is not a stadium show anyway. No, I mean it. Now it's a it's one of the it's like the top of the bottom. Yeah. If you ask me, you know, um, but it's not one that's going to sell out a stadium. No. WrestleMania like, is going to sell out a stadium. The yeah. Rumble is going to yeah. sell out a stadium. Yeah. SummerSlam. SummerSlam. going to sell yeah. out a stadium. Well, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, so, Survivor, Survivor Series is not nah, going to I mean, Yeah. I don't even think they're going to waste the time trying to put Survivor Series in a stadium because nah. it's just it's just a dead concept now because they – and that's their own fault. It could have been interesting. It could have stayed interesting and relevant. But they just they honked it up. Yeah, they just ruined it because it's like they just stopped caring about any of it. And that's the funny thing. Survivor Series started out as a gimmick Mm -hmm. type thing. And then they finally went away from it. And but they kept the name. But the name itself does, you know, you that's that's such a pretty decent name anyway. Um now they've gone back to like the one or two elimination matches on their you just like the Raw yeah, versus they, SmackDown thing, but yeah, they usually have a men's and a women's, and then everything else is just regular matches. And I believe it one of the Survivor Series, one of the early ones, they had it was like ten on ten. You know, they had so many that some yeah. of the, some of the the guys were literally standing on the the arena floor. Yeah, you know, waiting for their turn to jump up and be tagged in because there just wasn't well, enough room for them. Well, when they had that twenty man like tag match and it was with actual tag teams that's when they actually had a great tag team division because yeah. they had so many guys they it completely surrounded the ring but this this pay-per-view this is definitely not a stadium type show mm-hmm. and like i said I, th- I think people are are sick of they they whip out the hell in a cell a little bit too much as it is yeah you know um and they need to think of something else and or maybe sometimes just have a match but i mean i know this was the rubber match 
you know, for them, even though Cody had already even, won. Yeah, Cody had already won two in a row. There was really no need for a third. I'm glad they did a third because it was an excellent match. Um, but the first match, the Raw Women's title, the triple threat match, um, my notes I have, the fans were split under support. I mean, they really did not know. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. It, which is not necessarily a bad thing, you know. Yeah. Um, my next one, Bianca is still ridiculously strong. She's ridiculously <laughs> strong. She is ridiculously over because, yeah. like, when they announced her last, that crowd just erupted and just which, started chanting EST. Which I am so glad they actually remembered, oh, yeah, our champion should be introduced last, not yeah. first. Yeah, not first. Not, just, not first, definitely not middle, because that makes no. But uh, I said there was a lot, a lot of good action from all three, which there was. Mm-hmm. Um, then my last thing was, how many times can Oscar be thrown out of the ring? Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, man. that's the thing. And I mean, the match was great. It was an excellent match. It got the crowd hot. And this not a knock against any of the women. That's just how WWE lays their their triple threats out. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's way too much of, we're going to throw one person out of the ring. They're going to disappear for about five, six minutes. And then we're going to have this one-on-one match. And then somebody else is going to get thrown out. And then we get this one-on-one match. Yep. And it's like, if that's what you're going to do, then just have one-on-one matches. Yep. And you know where I, oddly enough, where I really noticed their formula for that was when I was playing one of the WWE 2K games. Yes, yes. Yep. <laughs> you mm-hmm. really and, notice it then. Yeah, you really notice it then, and you start thinking back to matches, and it's like, this actually happens like, in, hey. in their triple threat matches. Yeah. Because I've seen other companies do triple threats, and there's not nearly, you know, somebody generally gets thrown out in a triple threat match. But generally in other companies, those people get right back in yeah. and, you know, go after at least one of the competitors, if not both. They don't spend five or six minutes on the floor while the other two, you know, work the match. Yeah, they're taking a break. They're out there sitting back, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> it's like, all right, on my turn. All right. Yeah. Getting some water from the timekeeper or whatever. Yeah. You know, winner snatching a beer from a fan, you know, <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I you know, if I drank, I would. <laughs> you know? uh, I mean, the match itself was excellent. And yeah. The right person won. Bianca should have won. I don't. I don't like that. Oscar took the pin only because she's just come back. That's what she just so, came back. So, that, you know, she's got to build back up and it doesn't help her any when she's the one taking the pin in her first championship match back. It wouldn't have hurt Becky to take that pin because she's nope. already got she's already gotten beaten for the title. And if they had have had Becky win, if they had have had Becky take that pin, then it would have ended all of that, and we wouldn't have had to worry about how are they going to slide Becky back, you know, into another title match because then like she got beat twice, so go to the back of the line. Yeah, and I'd like to see Oscar. And Bianca one-on-one. Yes. I think that'd be an excellent match. Which is what they should have done. That's what originally it was supposed to be at Hell in a Cell. I don't know if they got, I don't know if they got cold feet or what happened. So then they shoehorned Becky into the match because Becky lost on Raw to Asuka to get the title match. And then 
they turn around and be like, okay, well, Oscar did use the mist, even though they they neglected to to remind everybody that Becky grabbed Oscar's umbrella and was going to hit Oscar with the umbrella. It's just Oscar got her with the mist before she could do it. And then they're like, well, we'll give you another match. And then Becky wins that one and then gets put in the match. And it's like, can we just move on from Becky for a little while, please? Yeah. I mean, actually give Becky a little bit of a rest. I mean, yeah, nothing wrong with Becky. Yeah. Well, other than I'm just not a fan of the big time Bex thing, but no, but it's like, it's kind of like, and I hate to do that comparison, but right now with Becky Lynch, it's kind of what AEW is doing with Britt Baker. It's like you have other women in this division besides Britt Baker. You have other women in WWE's women division besides Becky Lynch. You have other women you can focus on. Put the focus there. I get they're both stars. They're both great. But, sprinkle, you know, trickle some of that down to other women so they can get the opportunity to be great as well. And the, uh, the next match was not a triple threat. But there were three people involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The handicap match with Bobby Lashley against MVP and Omos. 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 Oh, they say Omos, but but uh, when I think of Omos, I think there should be an A in it. I, think I know. That's, like, so I think Omos. Yeah. But, I mean, it was okay for what it was. I mean. Well, my first thing I wrote was snore. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was a TV main event. This would have been a main. This would have yes. been a raw main event, especially during the Attitude Era. You know, this would have been something that they put at the main event. Uh, the only for me, the only good thing is Bobby Lashley won, and Bobby Lashley indicated that he wants the title because he yes. took the title from the fan. Yeah, I was going to ask you, but yeah. you know, and he walked around with the guys going, "Hey, <laughs> I have that back." <laughs> they, then they showed it. I mean, he took it right back to him. So, yeah, like, I mean, I paid, I paid no, good money for that. <laughs> uh, I mean, Bobby Lashley. I mean, he, he's too much of a class act to steal. So oh yeah, he he's no. going to give it back. Now Hogan taking somebody's sign, they just threw it down. I'm like, yeah, it's like well, they were. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it, I did it, like that. Yeah. He made it a point, and that to me that shows a little thought of okay, the championship is still being thought about it's not just because roman wasn't there doesn't right. mean that nobody's thinking about the title and bobby lashley should absolutely be in the in the in the wwe title picture yes i mean he he more or less had it taken away from him because he got hurt like legitimately yep. hurt mm -hmm. you know so all right that'd be the only reason I'm, because i mean he had just won it yeah he had just won it like two weeks before that and then you know, loses it due to injury, hasn't gotten a rematch yet. So, mm -hmm. you know, honestly, before anybody else, Bobby Lashley should be first one in line at Roman for a title shot because he never got his he never got his rematch from because he never he didn't technically lose it. He just had to relinquish it due to injury. Right. So um some other notes. <laughs> this match serves no purpose for anyone involved, which it really didn't. Mm -mm. You know, um, I mean, I guess it, it might be their rubber match. I'm not sure. Yeah, Maybe. I think so. Yeah, they had because they had won it back. They had won at WrestleMania. They had won at Backlash. Yeah, this was the rubber match. It's just MVP was involved in this one. MVP took the pin. 
Yep. Well, not that not the well, pin. He tapped out. Yeah. And Cedric Alexander getting involved there at the end, I was like, I mean, maybe that's kind of a precursor for something else. But if Shelton Benjamin wasn't out injured, I'd say maybe they were going to revive the hurt business and just have it be Bobby Lashley and uh, Alexander and ben- Benjamin, which I would be fine with because yeah. I love the hurt business. And I still to this day don't understand why they thought it was a good idea to break them up because Bobby Lashley has said in interviews that he fought to keep to keep that group together. He said, I didn't want to I didn't want us to split up. He's like, I talked to the higher ups and was like, this is not a good idea. But they wanted, you know, they wanted to push Bobby, you know, as the top heel. And they could have done that and still kept Alexander and, and Benjamin. You know, as as his like enforcers or backup or yeah, or backup you know, or or at the very least, I mean, the guys you put in front of somebody who's chasing the title. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and, and every good I'm, heel needs to have yeah. Like that barrier. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Bobby Lashley, I mean, he, he, I mean, we said he is the prototype wrestler. I mean, you, yep. Dictionary, professional wrestler. Here's Bobby Lashley. Look at the mm-hmm. picture of him. Just go. standing there, looking all bald and smiling with his teeth. Yeah. You know, and been, looking like he was looking, carved out of granite. <laughs> yes. And then as long as he doesn't talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, a super, a super nice guy. You can tell from the way oh, you know, yeah. his voice. It's like, hi, I'm Bobby. Okay. I was scared of you. <laughs> okay okay i'm still scared of you but <laughs> it's like oh and then you hit me so i'm still scared <laughs> i'm still scared and yeah you, I, okay i don't I, my arm's broken yeah <laughs> you know i'm you sorry talk, sir <laughs> i'm sorry uh but but to even have like that barrier you know the two guys you put mm-hmm. like in front no matter because you know he's tough but he still puts that just uh, well, look how many times that worked okay hogan did it with the outsiders the outsiders mm-hmm. were always his barrier of whoever he was fighting Whoever was trying to get the title from him had to go through the outsiders. Quite, and that was that kind of thing was made classic by the horsemen. I have a visitor. <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, what it is? I have my flat panel charger in here, and in, and of course, he runs his phone all the way down dead. Mm-hmm. every day at least twice a day we tell them stop running your battery down you're going to end up you know um, yeah you're, you're going to kill the battery and then yeah, it's not going to keep a charge very long yep and it's kind of to that point well and then he'll, he'll put it on the charger and then after it hits like about 18 percent, he's like that's good enough yeah yeah <laughs> yep my uh, kids my kids do that my mother-in-law does that she will really? she is the worst about killing a battery she'll run it down and then she'll put it on the charger and it'll get to about 50%. And she's like, oh, that's enough. And it's like, and that's why your phone doesn't charge very well. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, I granted, I'm, some, I'm the opposite. I mean, I'll be phoning my phone. I'll be charging my phone a little bit too much at times. But I'm that saying, way sometimes too. Yeah. But, but I'm like, well, if I'm charging it, you know, it's working. Yeah. You know, so, and right now, I mean, I'm actually holding two phones. One with the armchair booking phone case. Mm-hmm. And the other one's my old phone that basically I use for like almost like an iTouch, which apparently they're no longer making. That just came out today. Oh, but really? This one has all my music on it. Oh, okay. Because I screwed up. And when I got this and I got a half the hard drive space. <laughs> of this one. So I got my, I had to, I had to delete all the music off of it, but I still have the music on here. So, mm-hmm. um, because I have like 3,500 songs on here, you know, so I didn't want to lose all that, but anyway. Oh no, no. 
Uh, but for right now, I have all my notes on here from the, the premium live event from last night. And, you know, I said uh, the match was <laughs> also hard hitting and brutal, which it was. I mean, which yeah. we expected it to be. Yeah. Um, but at the end, I said Lashley deserves better. Yes, absolutely. Lashley is a main event player. He deserves oh, yeah. to be in the title picture, not, you know, not getting Omos over. If that's what, if Omos needs to get over, then send him to NXT. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I'm pretty sure they don't want to have like somebody seven foot tall in NXT, you know. But I mean, if that's but, your development, yeah, I mean, that's you restructured it to where that's your true developmental. So if if he needs some more seasoning, then he needs to go to developmental. And not only that, but I mean, he played for University of Central Florida, mm-hmm. so he knows Orlando anyway. Exactly. Here's the thing: it's like he, you know, as big as he is, the size thing is a detriment to him a little bit because he's only going to get so much better. There's only so much that you can do in wrestling with somebody that, that tall and that big, you know, you're not going to get those crazy athletic moves that smaller big men can do these days. Right. You're, you're just going to get your typical David and Goliath type match every single time. I stand corrected. It was South Florida. Oh, South Florida. South Florida, which you know is in Tampa, and also said in from Morgan State University. Hmm. Okay, that's ah, uh, um, okay, ah, uh, you know, but, but uh, I just remember he played basketball down in Florida because if you're seven foot tall, you probably are going to be playing basketball. Yeah, <laughs> whether you yeah. want to or not, somebody's yeah. going to hand you a basketball and say, "Go, just stand just outside the lane." Mm-hmm. We're going to throw you the ball kind of high. Nobody else can get it. And you just reach over from outside the and, lane and just and no. just drop it in. Yeah, that, that's it. I mean, you don't have to go to the other end of the court unless we need you to block because we don't want you running. No. You know, <laughs> hurting yourself. Yeah. Right. You're going to get blown up or blow a knee out or something. So you just stay right here. His real name is Tolupe Omegbehead. But his nickname is Jordan. Okay. So... But anyway, he's always smiling too. So it makes you, it makes you think he's probably also a nice guy. Thank you. Probably, God. yeah. You know, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, Lashley needs to be back in the main event scene. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Have him against Roman. Yep. You know, Lashley, who is a world class wrestler, you know, like amateur wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, he went in the army to wrestle. Yeah. Uh, which I'm still kind of on the fence what to think about that. Um, and it also goes back to what Mr. Faulkner, you know, he yelled at me for auditioning for the Marine Corps band. Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know, and he's like, you don't go to the Marines to be in the Marine Corps band. You go to the Marines to be a Marine. Right. I got mad at him. And then years later, after serving however many years in the Air Force, I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> you know, so, um, because I mean, if you're, I mean, the military, you need to be in the military, not, yeah. you know, so, uh, but I mean, his dad was, wasn't his dad also mm-hmm. yep. yeah so it's not like i mean he had lots of respect for it and you know and and i'm not gonna tell ashley any different because i don't want him, right <laughs> i don't want him mad at me <laughs> um, but you know the next one and the way I, I actually wrote this out it almost looks like three people i said owens versus elias slash ezekiel yeah um and i, I noticed that Elias Ezekiel, he has roots on his arms like the warrior, but he elbow does the elbow drop like Savage. Yeah. yeah. And 
Did you notice he got busted the hard way? I did. Mm -hmm. uh, did you notice when the ref, she pulled out the gloves and then never actually put them on? She, yeah, I, I noticed like, that. Yeah. Like, because she's like, look, oh, there's blood. I mean, then yeah. they showed her like kind of pulling out the gloves and I was like, okay, she must put the gloves on. I looked and I was like, she doesn't have them on because those gloves were black gloves. Yeah. And I was looking at her going, no, that she doesn't have the gloves on, you know, so unless she found some see-through ones or something, because <laughs> she might have looked and went crap with a hole in it. And that's not going to do any good. This was another one that should have just been on TV. Yeah. This is not a pay-per-view premium live event, whatever you want to call it. This is not, this is, this wasn't a special match. This is just a TV match. And the Owens is very underutilized. In fact, you know what both of them are because mm -hmm. we know what, you know, Elias Ezekiel can do. And, you know, the crowd seemed mostly uninterested. Um, the match uh, premise is uh, stupid, <laughs> which it is. That's Elias! I mean, I, I love Kevin Owens' commitment to it. Yeah. But he deserves so much better. And mm -hmm. Elias needs to go back to the old gimmick because this whole, I don't even know what to call this, but it's like there's a, there's a ceiling for this, and this is called bottom of the mid card yeah. is where that ceiling is at this I is mean, not united states championship intercontinental championship or higher this is here's where he's going to be stuck you're the second or third card match on the card mm -hmm. yeah yep. which is not going to be for a title no i mean in the royal rumble you're coming out there you're like the fourth person thrown out yeah you're and probably the first person in and the fourth person thrown out which is kind of funny because Elias, sometimes he was the first person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, because they're like, we don't have any theme music for him. Uh, yeah. Just go out there, you know. Um, Which is weird because they always had theme music for him at the end. Like when it, the yeah. rare times he wrestled a match, he'd have music playing when he won. But then no theme music when he came out. Uh, and think about this. Two months ago, Kevin Owens was one of, in one of the, uh, the headlining matches at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yep. Had to go from that to this. You know, I mean. Kevin yeah. Owens is a former Universal Champion, uh, United States Champion, Intercontinental Champion, NXT Champion. I mean, he's not even counting what he did in other companies. The dude should, that's another dude that should be in the title picture. Mm -hmm. He's a main event guy, too. Oh, absolutely. And he, he looks like an everyman. Yeah. And I think that's why people really, they get behind him. Yeah. And the guy can wrestle. He can do high flying stuff. And for a guy mm -hmm. his size, he should not be pulling off that moonsault that he pulled off last no, night. No, he shouldn't be, but he does. But he does. The guy can talk. It's like, he's got everything that you always, that they always say that they're looking for. Kevin Owens has got all of it, but yet they never push him at the top of the car. He's got I mean, all that in a dad bod. Yeah, Exactly. And I think that's the problem. He has a dad bod and he's not, you know, he's not carved out of stone. And it's like people tend to get behind people they can relate to. They get behind people that look like an everyday person. Yep. You know, everybody walking around, nothing against Bobby Lashley, John Cena, anybody like that. But no, you don't see people like that just walking around on the street, you know. No, they're, they're not on straight air. They're in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> but, they you spend, see, yeah. but you see guys like Kevin Owens, mm -hmm. you know, or Sami Zayn or guys like that that just look like ordinary people. 
Yeah, because Dusty Rhodes, I mean, he didn't look like he was carved out of granite. You know, no, he looked no. like he was carved out of mashed potatoes. Exactly. And Dusty people got behind like the, him. Yeah, Dusty looked like the truck driver that lived down the street. Yeah. I mean, down with the flannel and the ball cap and everything. <laughs> yep. And, you know, and that truck driver, you weren't going to mess with him. No, not at all. I mean, you know, and I actually said both deserve better. I mean, probably Kevin Owens more than yeah. you know, Elias Ekel yeah. and Double E. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, I mean, he's just not coming back and he's probably thinking, y'all want me to do what? Shave yeah. my beard? You want me to shave like- my beard? Not do anything? Not Once again, this is one of the things where the brain trust in WWE was like, oh, all of this, the, you know, the guitar work, the singing, the crowd interaction, you know, the look, all of that got over. Mm-hmm. So let's strip all of that away and do this generic thing over here to where you look like you got some of John Cena's leftover gear from when he first started. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that gimmick has nowhere to go but down. And I get the guitar gimmick probably was not going to hold any titles, but it was very over. People mm-hmm. loved it. Even when he was a heel, yeah. you know, he was still doing the walk with the last and the fans were, they were, they were booing what he was doing in the ring, but they were cheering him. Yeah. So in the walk with the life thing, I mean, they, they had a license to print money with that. And yeah. they just, I, I have a t-shirt that actually yeah. it's one of his t-shirts to walk with Elias shirt. Mm-hmm. And they just messed it up yep. as usual. They just took something that really worked and was like, oh, well, this wasn't the plan. Because probably what the plan was, he was supposed to be a heel. He was supposed to generate all this heat from the crowd and all that. Well, he got over. And that probably wasn't the plan for him to get over. So then it's like, well, we're going to scrap all that. Because well, you, you, you got over in spite of us. Well, the weird thing was, I know they switched him face. But mm-hmm. then he couldn't, because his his promos, I mean, he, he's another excellent promo. Yes. And his promos, I mean, you can almost tell he's coming up with this right off the cuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if, it, if there's any thinking about it, he did it on his way to the ring. Yeah. And he, nobody wrote that for him. And, you know, well, when he was a face, all of a sudden he couldn't cut on the town he was in. Exactly. You know, so, but people, he was the cool heel. Yeah. You know, Tully but, Blanchard never turned face. No, some people don't need to yeah. do face. It's like WWE thinks that eventually everybody has to become a face. No, there have been career heels in pro wrestling, and they worked just fine. Yeah, because I don't think Blanchard ever turned face. Um, no. I was going to say Kamala, but no, Kamala was a face every once in a while. Every once in a while, yeah. Um, even Abby, I think he was a face-ish, depending uh, on, yeah. you know, um, but... Yeah, but I know there were some that, like I said, never ever turned face. Most of them managers, like Scandor Akbar, he was never going to be a face. <laughs> right. You know, uh, I don't think Iron Sheik ever turned face. Now, the yeah. Iron Sheik, his Twitter and like him now. Oh, yeah. Like, his Twitter is fantastic. But yeah, <laughs> you know, and you could tell his thoughts of Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I will say it's not family friendly, so I'm not going to repeat the things that he says on his Twitter. But man, the dude is hilarious. And, oh, yeah. You know, he's become like this cult kind of figure mm-hmm. you know but um but one of the next comments is actually wasn't on even about a match was too many adverts for the cody and seth rollins match yes and i, I remember i texted you and i said there's seven matches on this card 
and it's three hours long. So there's roughly 25 minutes allotted for each match. And that's including entrance. That's including videos. Mm-hmm. And not every match needed 25 minutes. Not every match needed 25 minutes. Here's the wild thing. Only one match came close to 25 minutes. None of them even hit 25 minutes, which means they're doing way too many non-wrestling mm-hmm. things. Yep. Uh, the last match was 24 minutes, 20 seconds. Um, the next longest match, haha, was the very first match, 18 minutes, 55 seconds. Mm-hmm. So, like we said, book, you know, the bookends. Yeah. And the I mean, bread, yeah, the two slices of bread to the TV, to the TV sandwich. And I'm actually going to do some math while I'm talking about this. And, and when I say I'm going to do some math, I'm going to let the calculator do some math. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, this, it's ridiculous how they, I mean, I was like seven matches. That's not a lot of matches for, I was like, so they must have a lot They either they going to stretch these matches out or they're going to have a lot of filler. They had a lot, a lot of, of filler. filler. Yep. You know, so the mixed tag tag match, which I'm not a fan of mixed tag matches anyway. I mean, it, but they, for me, it depends. Depend, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. For me, it depends on who's in it. And true. This was good. Of course, I'm a huge Rhea Ripley fan. So anytime I get to watch her wrestle is okay with me. But yeah, I, I, I actually like the Judgment Day thing. Edge is a much better heel than he is a face. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad they're doing something with Damian Priest. Finally. But it's like they've got to move on from this feud. They can't just feud with yeah. AJ Finn and, Li- and Liv Morgan forever. There's got to be, and that's the problem with, again, gutting your rosters for, you know, to, you know, pad your, pad your revenue. Now you don't have any other people for these right. new groups to feud with. So you just get the same match over and over, over again. and over again. And it's kind of like, you know, when, when uh, Sasha and Naomi walked out, left mm-hmm. the tech belts. They don't have enough women wrestlers to no. have a tag division. I mean, really, all you need is you need eight women wrestlers to have, you know, I mean, it's kind of bare bones, but it's still, you'd have four teams. You yeah. could do, you know, fuse with that. What they should have done was left it how it was yeah, and had the women's tag titles float between all three brands. Then you would have had fresh matchups between three different shows instead of giving NXT their own women's tag titles when they don't have a, a deep tag team division for women either. Okay, so figuring out right now, 99 and a half minutes of wrestling action on a 180-minute show. Mm. That's a problem. Too many videos, people. Too many videos. And, you know, like I was telling you before, uh, after, um, in fact, it was after this match here, the mixed tag match, that I actually, uh, it was, you know, I get up kind of early in the morning to go to work. Yeah, so. yeah. you texted me and was like, I just finished the mixed tag match. I'm going to bed. <laughs> going to bed. I'll catch the rest tomorrow. Yeah. And when today when i finally got home after working a little later than normal and then we had a thunderstorm and then i had to eat and then you know we had the smoke alarm go off because my wife burned some bacon and <laughs> you know so i had to get out there and try to get it to stop you know yeah um 
that's always fun. And you know, so I finally got back in. I was finally able to finish watching like those last three matches, which think about this. Uh, let's see, 12.05, 10.25, and 24.20. So 36, so around 50-ish minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's still because of all the interests. Yeah. It was, well, it was like an hour and 15 minutes left in the whole um, broadcast. I mean, it's it, like you could have cut down. Okay. On the mixed tag, they did the right thing by having Judgment Day come out all together. Yeah. They're, they're in they're a group. A, they're, they're a unit. They're a yes. unit. Come out that way. They could have done the same thing with Liv, Finn, and AJ and had them all come out together. It would show more solidarity than everybody coming out to their own individual thing. And it's like Liv Morgan has improved a lot. But I think that I think that window has closed of them really investing any, you know, I don't see her moving back up to top of the card like she was at the beginning of the year. Um, In fact, I read this uh, either last night or today. You know, she's like living with Bo Dallas and they're both getting their real estate licenses and they're they're actually going to set up like a real estate company. That's cool. Yeah, so she, they're cool. getting ready for life outside. Of, I mean, he's pretty much yeah. done wrestling anyway. Yeah. You know, so I thought he was married, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe like his brother, he was married, and now yeah. he's married again. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, uh, but it was a good match, but this was another one that would have been, would have fit perfectly fine as a, yeah. a raw main event. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate I didn't the match. dislike it, I just, but it, it wasn't. I'm just not big on mixed tag team matches because yeah. as soon as one takes, well, you know, the other one's got a yeah. thing. It's like, well, that kind of, it kills momentum. Yeah. You know, so, um, but my notes in this judgment day, let's say I actually wrote it down. So I should have just looked at my notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're the response to the house of black, which we've mm-hmm. talked about that, which is still inspired by the army of darkness. Yes. Uh, I read an article about them too, that I'd have to send to you. And, and <laughs> yeah, um, I dig the interest music. You know, like mm-hmm. we were talking before, but what's the point of this match? <laughs> Which I'm, yeah, I, you know, AJ Styles, he's still phenomenal. I mean, he really yeah. is. Um, and this should have been two different matches instead of a mixed tag. Put the women yeah, against each other, and then yeah, it should have been Rhea Ripley and Liv and Liv Morgan, and then you could have had a tag match with AJ and Finn versus you know Edge and Priest. Uh, uh, Balor's chop on Priest sounded like a gunshot. <laughs> Do you see Rhea Ripley's face? Well, when he did that, when he when the Finn Balor hit that chop on Damian Priest, yeah, Rhea Ripley was like, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like crack. I was yeah. like, "Woo!" Yeah, it sounded like a gun went off. <laughs> so, and I did put spot fest. Not a whole lot accomplished because I mean, it, it, even though they they do good spots, yeah, you know the people involved. Yeah, I mean, it, they should have good action, but it was, just was not a. It just it didn't do much for me. I mean, I mean, there wasn't much there. It's like, because the thing is any, any combination of these six we've seen on TV yeah. for the last two months and usually judgment day is winning. So it's like, obviously you've proved your point, move on to somebody else. And uh, let's see. I actually looked up Judgment Day to see if they had any kind of updates. And no, but I didn't know this. Edge is 6'5, Damian Priest is 6'6, six six. Ripley, she's 5'8. So mm-hmm. they got some height going for them. Yeah. 
Uh, but you know, Edge and his new hair too. Uh, just go ahead, speak. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. All right. But uh, I think the the long hair worked more with the whole creepy cult leader vibe that he's kind of yeah. got going on. Uh, either just shave your head too. Either go long <laughs> or just shave your head. You know. Um. But the next was, you know, of course, I went to bed next. But when I'm brought back up today, you know, watched. Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Uh, I did not um, care anything about this match. The only thing that was good is that they gave Madcap some new gear. Yes. Now, instead if we of the, just... the, the Chippendale thing he had going on. Yeah. So they gave him new music and new gear. Give him a new name. Either go yeah. back to Riddick Moss. Nobody gets I, Madcap. I don't call. I don't care. Yeah. Nobody gets Madcap. That, you know, I mean, that's that's an old term. I mean, yeah. it really is. That's another case of Vince McMahon found it funny. Uh, Vince McMahon, he heard, he heard it when he was like 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, not only that, but when Titus O'Neil called somebody a blowhard and everybody's like, what? What's a blowhard? Like, what's a blowhard? It's like, know, that's good stuff, pal. That's good stuff, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Titus, can you run the fall again? <laughs> yeah. That was actually funny. <laughs> that was funny. Poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. But I mean, he, you know what? He owned it. So, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he, he didn't try to, he's like, yeah, I would have laughed too. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but one of the first things I said about this, and I actually typed this before I even went to bed, was interesting match placement. I said, probably would have been better off right before the final match. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this would have been like a blow off match. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was no holds barred. Um, so they did take advantage of it being no holds barred. I mean, they did break out, you know, some weapons and I said it wasn't horrible, but it definitely wasn't great. And hopefully this feud is over. I'm tired. Of I it. hope so. Uh, I need Corbin to go back to the lone wolf thing. Either that or go back to broke Corbin, lose your money again. Cause that broke Corbin stuff was fantastic, but this whole happy Corbin thing is annoying and do something with Riddick Moss. Because he deserves better than what he's getting. Yep. And although I will say one funny part about the match was when Baron Corbin, like he was going to throw um, Moss over the the rail into the crowd. He was telling mm-hmm. him, move, move. And I guess they didn't. He's like, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, he knows how to work a crowd. Oh, yeah. You no. Know, yeah. So um, now the announcers talking about his football career, they're like, hey, he played in the NFL. I'm like, he was on a practice squad. Yeah. If they always right. do that, regardless if you actually made the team or if you just made the practice squad, they still play it up like – and I guess in a way, I mean, you you did – you were on the practice squad for an NFL team, so. Well, actually, um, let me look. They're saying – now, he is a legit two-time Golden Gloves boxing champion. Yeah. Um, let's see. He – Um, I don't think he ever actually played a game. Yeah, practice squad for the Cardinals. Um, he was at your roommates with Pat McAfee. How do you like that? Oh, cool. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he didn't really play. Nope, lost you again. 
All right, my headphones are doing something weird. Okay. All right, um, cool. But tonight, Jimson are reading about him. He actually seems like he's a pretty decent guy. <laughs> um, huh. But his dad died of Kreutzfeldt Jacob disease. I don't know what that is. I don't either. But the necklace that he has on sometimes is actually his mm-hmm. dad's wedding his dad's wedding ring. Oh, okay. You know, so um and some of his tattoos he has portraits of his dad and his granddad on his legs and and as well as some tattoos memorializing some friends, members of the jackass crew who died in a car crash in June two thousand eleven. So he's actually a decent guy. Yeah. Who knows how to play a good heel. He does. Pro Wrestling Illustrated most hated wrestler of the year in 2019. They don't do, just give that away. No. You no, got to earn, earn that. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he's got a lot of accolades. Uh, I don't like this. this didn't yeah, like I just this don't like I mean, this thing that they're doing. Uh, I'd like to, I mean, I agree with you. I'd like to see him go back to the, um, the Lone Wolf. I think it'd be kind of hard to go back to it now. Mm-hmm. maybe i mean because he's not dressed for it now and he looks like panama jack now yeah and you know so but the next one you know this was the the let me up match because it was right before the main event yeah and i think it's kind of wrong to have a title match as your let me up match yeah and but it's the u.s title and they don't care anything about it anyway uh, oh so. you can tell they don't care about it and I even said should be potentially good because Austin Theory, I mean, he's really open, you know, he's got some people behind him because, I mean, he's pretty decent. Like the whole thing. Yeah, he's pretty decent. I think he's going to end up being really good. Mm -hmm. I just don't know how far this particular gimmick is going to go. Hopefully, I mean, they get it changed. He keeps the skills, but turns against McMahon. Yeah. You know, and says, okay, I'm done with that. Um, And the crowd was not, this was not a really lively crowd anyway. But well, was, Chicago, they were in Chicago. They are a very, yeah. that's a very hard town to get, you know, you've got to really work hard to get that, to keep that crowd's attention because they, they will turn on you quick. But Mustafa Ali is a hometown boy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm like. Wow. Yeah. I mean, um, it's only the second title match of the evening. Um, is Ali, is he injured still? Because he re- really didn't use a lot of flying stuff. I don't know. I don't know if they've had him tone that down to work a more mat based because of theory style or if he's injured. I haven't seen anything anywhere if it, that he's still injured. Yeah. But, I mean, and it, it's kind of hard to tell sometimes when they, they like jump and they're supposed to jump on the person, but they come down on their legs. Yeah. And all of a sudden they start limping. You don't, okay, did they really do that? Or is, or this, is that just, yeah. Or are they just selling the spot? Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, now I did say Ali, he had a pretty nice looking STF. Yeah. Slept it on him. Yeah. Um, but why would they have this match? You know, I think Vince is still not as sold on Mustafa Ali. No, no. And this is another one of those things to where, uh, Ali was in his hometown. You knew he wasn't going to win. Yeah. Was, and I, Asked, you know, well, I said, theory doesn't show his inexperience. He actually has skills beyond his years because they even pointed out he's the youngest WWE mm-hmm. United US States champion. champion. Yeah. And I don't know about the rest of the lineage for the U.S. belt, you know, but I'm not sure either. Uh, but was Ali used to put theory over because we know we've discussed this before is let's give him a belt. Now let's have somebody put them over. No, mm-hmm. that's not how it works. And that's probably what they're doing because they've had 
they've had Ali in this feud with Theory since he came back. And yeah, I think they're using Ali to put Theory over. Ali's not going to move up the card. He's just going to have to work out the rest of his contract and hopefully be able to go somewhere else. You know, I, I forgot about up. that. Yeah, they're mad at him. Oh, yeah, because he wanted out. And then they told him no. Then they let him sit at home. Then they bring him back just so he could put Theory over. And we're going to put you in the in the let me up match in your hometown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're not going to win it. But you're not going to, and you're not going to win it. Yeah. Uh, so after all that, so once everybody came back in the bathroom, yep. And they sat down. And of course, you know, they've been advertising the match all night, keep talking about it. And you, you always say, yeah, there must be a Rhodes in the match because remember Dusty used to be notorious for that, was mm-hmm. advertised the crap out of whatever match he was involved with. Uh, but everybody else, you know, even the main event matches weren't getting as much play. But the first thing I noticed I had to say this polka <laughs> dots, polka dots, freaking polka dots. That was great. This has been that, that was another one of those. It was kind of like when, um, you know, at the Rumble when Seth came out of the Shield gear, yeah, the toy, the toy with Roman. This was kind of another one of those things. Just this run with Seth Rollins has been fantastic. Like his heel work has been phenomenal. Just the little things that he does, like even the, he'll give you that psycho Joker laugh, but then he'll flip <laughs> that switch and be like extremely serious. Yeah. And it's just like the bouncing back and forth, the little touches, like wearing, wearing the polka dots, you know, even doing some of Dusty's mannerisms during the match, things like that. It's just, that's, it's all good stuff. And, you know, they had to get Cody's uh, buy-in for that, too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah because, well, Cody's, at, I, I guess he, he's it's been said, like, in interviews, uh, he said that if anybody comes up to him and is basically imitating Dusty's voice, you know, like the way Dusty, you know, used to say things, um, yep. they said Cody will not talk to him. Right. Yeah. You know, so, um, I said the Cody entrance – is one of the best. I mean, it really. Oh is. yeah. Uh, the tattoo still looks stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just can't stand it. The American uh, nightmare. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that peck terror though. Oh, and I found out that he, the reason he was able to wrestle that match because the peck was completely torn from the bone. So there's no more damage that he can do to that. <laughs> well, you know what? It makes sense. Yeah. They said, and that's what the doctor said, but if, if he had still had, some of the tendon attached, he wouldn't have been able to wrestle. But since it was already tore completely, there's no more damage he's going to be able to do to that pectoral muscle. Ow. I mean, that's... But that Cody well, cutter that he did... But it was lands, almost like one-handed. Yeah, but uh, then he lands right there. And yeah. it's like, you could see him. You, like, you could tell he was yeah. in pain. But... Hold on, I have something that I saw on Twitter, and I want to be sure I give the person who said it uh, credit. Uh, the Twitter username it's Shug Diehard. His uh, Twitter handle is at Sugar uh, Dunkerton. He said Cody had his flu game match tonight. Uh, not many that would or could have uh, took it there with that kind of injury. Real top guy type stuff. In case people wonder what what you want to talk about the flu game. Just watch. It was the 96, 90, no, 98. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 98 
uh, NBA championship where Jordan came out against the Jazz and he had the flu and he still dropped like 36 points on him. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have done it. I mean, I even hit the game winning shot. Hit the game winning shot. Yeah. Well, that's the one where they said he pushed off with Carmelone. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's a. You see him, and his hand is on him, but I don't think mm-hmm. he really pushed off as much. I don't as, think he pushed. I think he just went around him and got, you know, yeah. I think, I think he put his, his hand on him kind of like leverage, but I don't think he really pushed. Right. Cause they've, they've shown that from so many different angles and it doesn't look like he ever pushed. It just looked like he put his hand on him, kind of balanced and moved around and took the shot. Um, either way, LeBron wouldn't have done it with the flu. LeBron didn't do it with, uh, with cramps at uh, the Alamo Dome. Right. I mean. He had a leg cramp and six uh, people had to carry him off the court. You're the strongest person in professional basketball and six people had to carry you off the court because of a leg cramp. I've had leg uh, cramps. I, I've never had six people have to carry me off off anywhere. Right. Or leg cramp. I mean, Jordan had the flu. He was literally going and puking like. Yeah. You know, now granted, I think it was probably wrong for them to let him play because he could have, could have gave everybody else the flu. Yeah, but he probably said, but, "Get out of my way, <laughs> I'm playing." Yeah. Well, before we get back to the match, Kobe Bryant tore his Achilles tendon during a game. Still shot his free throws before he went to the bench because the game that he tore his Achilles tendon in. He um, was a game to determine it was the last game that the Lakers could win and make the playoffs. And Kobe was going to make sure that they made the playoffs. Blew out his Achilles tendon, made, walked and made his free throws with a blown-out Achilles tendon, made them both, and then went to the bench. Those free throws won that game for them and sent them to the playoffs. LeBron can't be uh, can't be bothered to – help his team get to the playoffs with a tweaked ankle, much less a blown out. He had, his ankle was sore and he didn't play the last couple of games that mm-hmm. it's like, as soon as he knew they weren't going to make the playoffs, he was like, well, I'm not playing now. And, you know, they said there is one record he's about to uh, do that even Jordan didn't do. And I think it's kind of a, a shame, but it's also a lot different times. They said LeBron may be the first active NBA player to be a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, they confirmed it. I think over the weekend. Yeah, they confirmed that he's a billionaire, the first active player. But none of that matters when you're still, you know, you've been to the finals ten times and only won four of them. Right. You know, none of that matters when you're trying to get people to, you know, say that you're the greatest of all time when the true greatest of all time has never lost a championship game of any kind. Nope. And he's been involved in a lot of them. Yes. And has never lost college, mm-hmm. two Olympics, mm-hmm. six, you know, I've done run out of fingers, Yeah, but six NBA championships mm-hmm. finals. Yep. And one of all, one, all of them. And here's the thing, all six of those, was they never went to a game seven. Yeah. None of them went to a game seven. Oh, but But anyway, anyway, back to this, back to this. Cody Rhodes is a maniac. 
but I have nothing but respect for him because there's not very many wrestlers that, that to me, this puts him on actually a little above the Triple H pain tolerance thing because, you know, Triple H's injuries happened toward the end of his matches and he still finished yeah. those matches. And that is amazing in itself. But Triple H didn't walk in with a torn quad and wrestle the entire match. Cody walked in looking like something out of a horror movie when he, he took did. that jacket off. He really did. And wrestled an entire match with a completely torn pectoral muscle. Now, granted, Triple H did wrestle with second degree burns from the yeah, yeah he did from the <laughs> from the, the dry dro- ice. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, oh, that hurts. Yeah, he, you see him, he wanted to <laughs> grab like, his, because it hit him right here, one of the big yeah. spots right here, and you wanted to see him do this, and he's like, no, no. I'm going to be that tough guy. I just stopped right there and been like, "Can I, um, here, here, <laughs> here, here. Yeah, you know what? Just, uh, what's up? Yeah, yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm tagging out. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, so uh, bring in theory. He's pretty good now. Bring yeah. him in. But for <laughs> so, anybody who, I was talking about my wife, I was talking to my wife about this the other day, to anybody who still wants to yell out pro wrestling is fake it is yes it is predetermined they know who wins and who loses before the match ever happens much like a lot of times it happens in professional sports these days but yeah uh, uh, we're but, not saying we're not saying that it's rigged yeah i'm not saying that it's rigged but but hmm, hmm. there's some things that kind of make you wonder yeah but if you want to see how real pro wrestling is Go watch Cody Rhodes wrestling Helen Cell with a mm-hmm. torn pectoral muscle. Yeah, because he, he put on, and I'd already seen some of the pictures of it, but then it's still to be able to see it on the video. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, that and looks like it hurts. Props to Seth Rollins. He he did he did what any professional wrestler is supposed to do. He protected his opponent. He made it look like he was attacking it, but at the yeah, same time, he, yeah, he made yeah. it look like he was attacking it. Even when he put him through the table, just that slight little turn that he did that mm-hmm. way it would go it it would catch Cody would catch the table on his left shoulder instead of his right mm-hmm. you know things like that so I mean uh, much respect to Seth for looking out for his opponent and making it look like that he was you know trying to injure his opponent but he did everything he could to protect him now I will say my final note and you might disagree with me on this one but I said good match but Nothing to make it stand out from the other Hell in a Cell matches. I mean, like the actual matches that are Hell in a Cell matches, not the rest of the matches in this card. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot better than all the other matches in the card, with the yeah. exception of the very first match. For me, it is. it was one of the better Hell in a Cell matches I've seen in a long time because they've gotten really formulaic, formulaic over the years. That's true. Um, I mean, there's still the, the bar for Hell in a Cells is very high, though, because... Undertaker Mankind, Undertaker Shawn Michaels. I mean, they set that bar ridiculously high. Yeah. I don't know if anybody could ever touch it, but this is one of the better Hell in a Cell matches. This is one I would actually go back and watch again. Okay. I mean, so it's, it's basically a slightly above average. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the bar, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah, the King of the Ring, Hell in a Cell from 98. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody, that one, that one is the gold standard. Yeah, that's the gold standard. And like, and the Sean Undertaker from Bad Blood 97 is, there's one A and one B. 
Yeah. I mean, the things both of those matches pulled off was just, you know, nobody's been able to replicate. And if you notice, one of the things that the Undertaker Mankind one um, that ever since then, they, it actually, they changed the design of the cell slightly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can see it. You're like, hey, it looks like there's gaps in there. They did that so they'd have something to be able to climb up. Yeah. Because they didn't have that for that. They just climbed up on their own. And they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> you know. It's like, this hurts, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, they gave them ways to climb up. I mean, yeah, it's not huge, but it's just enough to where you can, you know. Yeah. Because wrestlers, I mean, they have their wrestling boots on. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they they have to have something in order to right. climb up. So, uh, but I even said, yeah, the match was brutal, as it should be. Mm-hmm. It's a Hell in a Cell match. It better be brutal. Um, you know, the worst, of course, one of the worst matches ever was also a Hell in a Cell match, technically. The Kennel in a Cell. Uh, yeah. That one. And then the uh, WrestleMania 15, Undertaker and Big Boss Man. <sighs> yeah. That he was hung him and then he showed up the next night like nothing happened. Yeah. I mean, it was just a garbage match. It was just dumb all the way around. Especially, yeah, if you're gonna oh. if you're gonna hang the guy like that, I need him to disappear from TV, not yeah. show up the next night. Like, oh, well, I'm fine, even though I was hanging from the top of the cell last night. I mean, it's like my daughter. You know, when she talks about like 80 sitcoms, she's like, mm-hmm. "There's no continuity with them whatsoever." I'm like, "You know what? You're right." No, <laughs> I mean, there's not. You know, and everything more... and everything wrapped up nicely in a little bow in 27 minutes. Yep, and. Every once in a while, you may have like a flashback show where they may talk about something that happened or, mm-hmm. you know, but some of my favorite shows like Different Strokes, you know, Arnold, when he had his appendix taken out. Yep. They brought it back up like once, like eight years later. Yeah. You know, so I, I just, I don't know why I threw that example out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, this was a... Like I said, the B show, the reason I say it was a B show is because none of the world titles were involved. Mm-mm. You know, n- none of the tag titles were involved. Well, there's, well, they're all held by the same three people. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, but none of them were involved. The Intercontinental title has not been defended on a pay per view since uh, WrestleMania 37. Mm-hmm. Big, yeah. e, Big E Big and e. Uh, Apollo. Yep. And Apollo. I don't know where Apollo's been. He's just banished from TV, too. And that he got him and uh, Commander Aziz. Yeah, they got drafted to Raw. They fed them both to Omos, and then they just vanished. All right, let's see. He's back in here to get the phone. Hold. Uh, 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 what's it at? What's it at? Thirty-nine. Yeah. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Yeah. <laughs> see. And that's why the battery doesn't stay charged. And that's why the battery doesn't stay charged. So, anyway, uh, don't know what we're going to talk about Thursday yet. You know, we'll, we usually figure it out. Yeah, we usually uh, figure because, it out. Because we Dynamite should be pretty interesting. So. Yep. And um, unless we get an interview to hit us between now and then, which I don't, I haven't been talking to anybody about any interviews lately. You know, just because the forecast stuff at work is coming up. Right, so, yeah. Uh, so I don't want to commit to something and all of a sudden I have to back out. Right. Um, I mean, it's one thing if it's just us, but then all of a sudden we start bringing in you know, third parties and it's like, because mm-hmm. we don't know when we're going to get them again. Right. Um, but I mean, I, you know, the one I did talk to some people at Revolution Rising. Okay. And, and I do have to give, um, you know, Justin, I mean, uh, like I told him, I found my, 
tripod. <laughs> However, now my microphone's not working. Oh, wow. It, it, yeah, it may be a software thing. I'm not sure. Um, you know, so I let him know, hey, I found it. You know, so <laughs> and I still have his hand to hand microphone. Yeah, it was it was so chaotic that I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't mean to, you know, pick right. up his microphone. But, <laughs> um, but said, yeah, well, I mean, we'll figure it out next time I see him, whenever that is, you know. So uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, like you said, with dynamite happening and whatever's happening on Raw right now, uh, we'll have something to talk about. Oh yeah. You know, and I mean, somebody. It seems like somebody always does something stupid. You know, yeah. here lately, yeah. it's it's, a, it's coming summertime, so you know somebody's going to do something stupid. Oh so. yeah, somebody's going to do something really dumb. Yep. Hopefully, you know they they it doesn't involve them getting hurt or killed. Yeah. But you know, so but until Thursday, my friend, we'll see you. All right. God bless. God bless.